Wow, chapter 50 already. I don't even think my mom thought we'd get this far. <laughs> Coming up on our last podcast of 2022, we experienced a very rare sighting right by our house. We'll tell you all about that. And just in time for New Year's, the Kentucky-France connection to bourbon. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. So one of the things that we like to do at Christmas is we like to involve our dogs. And we thought this year, let's uh, let's make a video of it. It's the same it's the same every year, and it's also the same, don't you find, with our different packs of dogs? Yeah, it, it's the same thing that we've done over all these years. We we put a bunch of dog toys and dog treats and all kinds of stuff into into paper bags with tissue, so it's it's harder for them to, to dig the, the gifts out. Yeah, you're so cruel. <laughs> but different dogs have different reactions, and I think the all-star is our current... Anna. In general, they look at us like we have three heads. What are you doing, right, in general? But she goes to town. She knows. She knows mine, mine. Mm -hmm. And she goes in, sticks her snout in there, takes the stuff out, and carries her possessions over to a safe place. (laughs) Possessions. I love that. (laughs) So what we did this year is we made a video of the whole thing. Uh, It's an all-animal video because we also uh, wanted to introduce you to... Our little donkey friend. We have before, but we wanted to get him in the video because we finally got some Christmas carrots down there for him. And that was a hit. That's right. Garth loved the Christmas carrots. So check it out on our Facebook page, at Jeff and Julie Move to France. Just a little bonus content for all of you uh, Jeff and Julie Move to Francers. And you you did a great job. Beautiful editing, great narration, (laughs) nice graphics. Yeah. Um, so job well done, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Now, on on the note of Anna, uh, one of the things that we've noticed with her is no, we we'll bring like we'll bring shopping bags into the house and lay them on the floor. We'll bring uh, and, you know empty cardboard oh, yeah. boxes, and she lays on them. Yeah, and anything that's new, she will lie on. So we were unwrapping our gifts, and as we were putting the wrapping paper on the ground, she was amassing them and then lying on them. Yeah. Yeah. She was hilarious. I took a couple of pictures of that. We'll include it on the Facebook page as well. She is really the funniest dog we've ever had. I think so. I wonder if she knows she's funny. I think so. You do, huh? Yep. I think that's her charm. I'm yeah. Anna from Greece, and I'm funny. She's very funny. <laughs> By the way, I wanted to thank you for, uh, first of all, for this gift, but second of all, for giving it to me early like this was a you gave me a, a pre-christmas gift <laughs> well, it was it was kind of like in case of an emergency break glass break glass <laughs> i have this one itchy spot on my back and it it just happens to be of course in an area that i can't reach it's it's just it's just under my shoulder blade you know, back there, can't get it with your hands. <laughs> so Julie Julie got me a little back scratcher, and I was just thrashing away. I was rubbing up against a wall <laughs> like a bear. And uh, you reached into your drawer and said, here, have this ahead <laughs> yeah. of time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I was also giving myself a gift because I'm now out of the job of having to scratch your back. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, 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 it's not not, not pretty. Uh, but thank you for that because that, that, you know, it's the little things. When you're our age, I don't need big things. No, it's, Just, it's the little thoughtful things. Yeah. And I think this Christmas was quite thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I got you a bunch of, like I didn't, you know, 
I didn't get you like things like vacuum cleaners or anything like that because I know that's a, an insult. You've tried that before. No, mm-hmm. no, I have not. Well, you gave me a cell phone once, and then I had to pay the bill. <laughs> you don't remember that? Well, yeah, I was trying to do yeah. you a favor. But... <laughs> Try to explain your your way out of that one. Okay, well, I, you know, so much for me wanting you to be safe. Excuse me. No, but you were you really are quite thoughtful because I love gardening. And I'm just starting my projects here. I'm I'm, I'm going to be revamping in 2023 because some of the gardens need some amazing amount of love. But you gave me, I think, three sets of gardening gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gave me four. A, four and some beautiful socks. And you also gave me a machine that helps crush branches mm-hmm. um, to make them into smaller piles. A broyer, as they call it mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And a, a really helpful book on on wild plants, like what's edible, what recipes. So now, when we're going to go for our walks, I'm going to yeah. try to identify, okay. you know, what I'm seeing and that we can eat, that we can actually eat without. without and a knife sharpener, I got you that <laughs> yeah, too. That's you know, true. Just, just it's really practical. Just shows you how much I love you, right so there. So, do you remember what I gave you? Yeah, you, you got me all kinds of. Uh, Little things, including um, a bunch of stuff for my workshop, a magnetic, couple of magnetic bowls. Mm-hmm. And those are so useful. You're taking something apart and instead of tossing all the screws and bolts and stuff aside and having them knock all over the, you put them in the uh, magnetic bowl. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you got me, you got me a lot of uh, different, and, and you got me a square, like mm-hmm. a triangle square for for the workshop. And a bunch of other really cool stuff. So, uh, and, and a book. And a book. Yeah, a French book on phrases. And you got me some gloves. Yes. And just all kinds of just very useful things. So maybe maybe one time in 2023, you can do the French phrase of the day. From my new book. From your new book. All right. We will uh, we'll give that. But we're not doing the French phrase of the day right now, are we? Uh, no. Uh, we no. Oh, and I wanted to also thank you for... Oh, Actually, the dogs got me this, and I don't know how they made it to the store or anything like that to pick up uh, my favorite bourbon for my birthday, which was on Boxing Day. And um, uh, always always nice to, to get my favorite bourbon, which is very hard to find here. Very hard to find. My favorite bourbon is Woodford Reserve. Now, I have a few that I really, really like, but this is my favorite. It's just, it's just, it's very, it's a fine, fine bourbon. Uh, n- nothing like the most expensive bourbons in the world or anything, but it's a fine bourbon and it's got all the sort of cherry cinnamony things that I love as notes. And it came this time with a, with a, a syrup that you make an old fashioned with. And I think you found that to be your favorite now. Holy, I've never had an old fashioned. Simply uh, put, it's uh, about 50 milliliters of bourbon. 10 milliliters of simple syrup. Simple Of the simple syrup that they, their simple syrup. Their simple syrup, yes. Which is a little too much. I backed that off a bit. And then, uh, what do you call uh, from the... Uh, spirit, zest. Zest from the from the orange. Yes. Oh, it's so <laughs> delicious. I got to say, it's my favorite bourbon drink now. But did you notice that there's a connection between uh, France well, and the southern states? So here's Kentucky? the... Kentucky? Th- here's the thing. I'm looking at this box. I've got right in front of me right now, and I never noticed this before. Of course, all bourbon, to be called official bourbon, has to be made in Kentucky. That's that. Uh, uh, Obviously, it has to be made in the States, but it it really has to come from Kentucky. Um, So 
we look on here, and my Woodford Reserve is made in Versailles, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Did not even know there was a Versailles. Sorry, Kentucky. But obviously, we're, we're sitting there thinking, okay, bourbon, Versailles, there's got to be a French connection. So Bourbon was the French dynasty, Louis XIV, thus Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, where they make the baseball bats. Yes. So the French were very helpful during the Revolutionary War. That's when they were trying to gain their independence from the British. And the French wanted to help their their friends in the U.S. just to, to Just to piss annoy. off the British. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of it. And so in thanks, they started naming different parts of the southern states after uh, uh, French cities. Mm. Um, so I think one of the capitals of Bourbon County is is uh, Paris. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. So there's some controversy on how Bourbon actually came to be and wh- how it got its name. And so one of the theories is it comes from Bourbon Street because that's, you know, uh, again, Bourbon Street named after the dynasty. And that's where the cocktail is, is served. Well, and then and obviously New Orleans has a huge French factor to it. Yes. But that's not the case, I don't think, because Bourbon Street was actually constructed in the early 1700s, way before the advent of Bourbon. Oh, is that right? When was Bourbon? The 1800s, oh, okay. mid-1800s. Okay. So the second theory is it's these two French brothers that moved to Kentucky, and they then decided to blend their whiskey in burnt barrels and then ship them down the river um, to New Orleans, where it landed on Bourbon Street. And w- weren't you saying that they only used them once? Yeah, and I'm not sure about— and it's French oak. That's right. And I'm not sure if, uh, if Tennessee Sour Mash is made the same way, but yeah, you can only use the casks one time uh, for bourbon, and then it gets shipped back to France where it's used for wine over and over again. Right. So yeah. again, there's like a mm-hmm. you know a relationship there. Uh, what is the most expensive bourbon? Well, it isn't. I mean, Woodford is one of the most that you can get in the liquor store. Woodford is one of the most expensive. But it's I mean, not it's, behind a glass case. Uh, it sometimes it is, and and then uh, other times it isn't. But yeah, it's probably nowhere near. I I would have no idea what what it would be. So there's a company called Old Rip Van Winkle. Okay. And that's and it's the 24 year old Kentucky straight whiskey. Bourbon. Yeah. Uh, sells for an average price of $55,000 U.S. Stop it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's like $10,000 a sip. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And second place is like 25000 And that's the Pappy stuff, right? The Van Winkle? The, uh, the Pappy is the third. Okay. But that Ol, comes Ol, from the same co- company, yeah? It does, yeah. yeah. Old, Old Rip Van Winkle, Pappy Van Winkle sells for 22000 Oh, jeez. Okay, that's nuts. And again, that's for the aged. So that's 17 years okay. aged. Right. Right? And, and and it you know, it goes to um, Buffalo Trace in number four. And Buffalo Trace sells for just uh, a little bit under the old Rip Van Winkle for 22, uh, about 22,000. Well, Buffalo Trace also has, you know, a, a bar quality bourbon. That you can buy as well, ah, okay. along with Woodford and, you know, Jim Beam and all these other many bourbons. And Buffalo Trace, isn't that the uh, 
Isn't that the company that sort of originated bourbon? I think so. Yeah. I, I, there's a lot of murkiness about bourbon and its history. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, I, I don't know that there's a definitive anywhere. Well, Buffalo Trace also makes another one of my favorite bourbons. Uh-huh. And I bet you didn't know this, but they make Blanton's. Did not know that. Yeah, Blanton. So you will often see Blanton's show up in... You know, shows like Justified and any of those Southern shows because it's just, it's one of the cooler bourbons. It's its its a little more expensive, I think, than the Woodford. But what's neat about the Blantons is it has a horse and jockey as a stopper on the top. So you've probably seen these. They're round bottles and they have the horse on top. How many of those, because they're, they're all different. They're not all different. They, they have a set amount of of different stoppers. How many do you think like there of, are? of horse designs? Yeah, horse and jockey, yeah. Horse and jockey, but it's always horse and jockey. Yeah. Uh, let's say, let's guess 12. Very close. The answer is eight, uh-huh. and it's one for each letter of Blanton's. Ah. But here's something I only just found out about this. If you collect all eight of those jockey... You have a problem. <laughs> And because you have a problem, they want to recognize that at Blanton's. And if you send Blanton's all eight of your stoppers, they will uh, mount them in a Steve from Uh one of the casks and send it back to you for free. Wow. Isn't that cool? And then where would you put that, though? Oh, come on. You'd put that in your bar. Okay. Yeah, you'd put that somewhere in your bar. That's interesting. So I, I'm on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding Blantons in France. Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's we we have found the Woodford, so I, I mean, it's not completely out of the question. We might have to go on a mission. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm for that. Um, but anyway, there's your your bourbon story. I I just think that's that's really cool. The the connection between. Kentucky and France, and something I've always wanted to do, and a few friends of mine have always wanted to do it as well, but probably be the only thing that would get me back into the States, I would love to do the Bourbon Trail. There is a a trail in Kentucky, and it's just, it's similar to a wine tasting thing in France or Niagara or Napa, and, you know, you obviously you rent the car or you, you know, get a a driver and you do the Bourbon Trail. I would love to do that. Mm, Okay. That would be kind of an interesting thing. It's on your bucket list. Yep. Hey, we saw something really interesting the other day and took a picture of it. We we are on a flight path here where we are in well, we, France. We're, we're very fortunate. We don't hear the planes. They're so high up by the time they fly over the property. But we see, what, what do you call that? They're, they're trail. They're, yeah. And uh, contrails. Con- condensation trails. There are times where we see 12, 15 uh, jets flying by or airplanes flying by. I'm um, going to different destinations. Usually, usually it's Paris to you know Portugal, yeah. Paris to Barcelona, Spain. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- this particular time, we noticed that it was a really cool pattern. It was like X's and O's, perfect it was ninety de- ninety degree angles of these planes, and one of them was going through just to make it a perfect X's and O's thing. And so I had to take a picture of it because I'm ne- I I can't believe how perfect the angles were. As a woodworker, I notice these things. <laughs> anyway, I will include a, a strange picture because th- I've, I've never seen it in my life like that. I'll, I'll include a, a shot on the uh, Facebook page at Jeff and Julie. Move to France. Um, now, we also spotted something else 
We uh, did. Was that yesterday? It yes, was. It was yesterday. I'm going to let you take it because you saw this thing long before I did. <laughs> and when we saw it, we just draw our jaws just dropped. So we were making our way to Garth. To see I, Garth. To see Garth. And, you know, carrots in tow. <laughs> and we are getting close to where he is, but we were going by another farm that has an old prune orchard. And we're, I think, about 25, 30 feet from the orchard. Meters. Uh, meters. Mm-hmm. Moving. To- oh, yep. Now we're talking meters. Okay. So we're moving towards the the orchard and I see the the brush ruffling and, and there's some noise and I see this big black shadow and all of a sudden we see racing out of the orchard a wild boar. Our first sanglier. Our first sanglier. We our jaws just dropped. Like it was a magnificent beast. It's huge. Massive. Like how how much do you think he weighed? Yeah, I'm gonna put or him- she. Yeah, I'm going to put him at, again, I'm not great at this, and I don't know how dense they are, but I'd put him at three to 400 pounds, I would say. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, I would say three to 400 pounds. And the good news is he was, or she was more frightened of us uh, than- He was barreling. Like yeah. he he vaulted the ditch and yeah. just kept going. And then, so he's running into this sort of thicket and then into a forest, and about 40 seconds later, boop. Boop, boop. Yeah. Three deer pop, pop up. up. Yeah. And they are then racing to where he was going. Yeah. So I don't think that the that the, the boar is a predator for the deer. No, clearly, because they, they weren't that uh, buzzed out about him. They just... No, like I, 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 I looked it up quickly and, and <laughs> les sangliers eat mainly herbs and anything that's on the forest floor that's nutritious very a very small percentage is protein in their diet um, and if it is it's small birds or worms or um, so they're not mm. uh, they're not that guy so, so it, it's really interesting because the, the the sanglier population in France is is a problem it keeps on expanding even though we see hunters you know on a pretty regular basis on a on a chasse. Um, there are two million sangliers right now in, Holy. Well, and that's, in this country. That's one of the reasons that hunting season is all year for the sanglier. Right. The, they cause damage. Uh, they eat a lot of the crops. So, you know, that's, that's, that's hundreds of thousands of euros in damages. Um, they also are responsible for a lot of car accidents. Oh, on the roads. Yeah, we have to be careful. You know, I, I really think sometimes when we bomb up and down, we have to be careful because you never know. Well, especially where we are. We're in the, yeah. uh, you know, we're, <clears throat> we're right in the forest It's area. where they live. Mm-hmm. So you never know when one's going to just pop out. And, yep. and that that's caused serious injuries and deaths. There's one benefit to sangliers. It's it's for the ecosystem. Okay. They're really good at, at digging up the ground to get their nutrition. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing basically is they're rototilling the forest floor ah. to let, you know, trees grow, to let healthy things grow. So that's one of the benefits. We'll uh, show you a picture of one of these evil beasts on the Facebook page. They are frightening to look at. They got the big teeth hanging down there. Oh, they've and got the reverse jaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They're a they're a scary bunch. Yes. So that I I think I called it a rare. I mean, you tell me there's that many here. They it's, say it's it's not that rare because there are so many of them. Well, you, if you're walking near a forested area, chances are pretty good. Yeah, you but might. 
the reason I called it rare is we're here two and a half years, and that's the first one we've seen. So that's and, and we're in an area where you'd think they'd be popular. That's true. That's true. Oh well, you know we've never never seen them at the window. We see deer and fox, mm-hmm. and you know r- running past the property, but we've never seen what well, we don't think that we've seen a sanglier. Mm-hmm. We've seen black dogs, yeah, <laughs> which may have been sanglier. Could have been, but yeah. they have a distinct gait about them, and their head goes down. You know, so I, 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 I don't think we've seen one. I really don't. Well, we saw one yesterday, yep. and that was really exciting. And that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Cool. All right. So is it about uh, boars, boars? It's about le sanglier. Le sanglier. Okay. Le sanglier, c'est contre quel arbre il peut se gratter. Le sanglier, c'est contre quel arbre il peut se gratter. Mm. Just don't, I don't, I should know this. I, I, what's contre, contre again? Against. Oh, so they rub, they rub against a certain tree? Yes, it's, a, it's very good. This, the, the wild boar knows against which tree to scratch itself. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, all right. So it's 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 kind of like you you know which people to rely on. Ah, okay. It's again everything's a metaphor with the French. Huh? Yes, it's, everything's a metaphor. Yes. So again, le sanglier c'est contre quel arbre il peut se gratter. <laughs> and that goes full circle with your little scratcher thing for your back. Oh, look at you tying it all together. <laughs> the gift that keeps giving. Wow. Well, that's a very good French phrase of the day. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, he was, I got to say, he was, uh, and we were just actually quite stunned and paralyzed when he came blazing through. Like, had he taken a left, I don't think I would have known what to do. Uh, Something I thought of uh, later was you were carrying a bunch of carrots. That could have been the the death of you. Although, if you were, if you were, you know, if you had the wherewithal to just dump the carrots. Yeah. If he if he just decided to come and get us, yeah. that probably would have been our best bet. Yeah, but the the the, the um there are very few occasions they're, they're timid, that have aren't been they? reported yeah. where sangliers have have um been aggressive towards humans. No, it 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 was a very interesting experience. I don't need to see them all the time, though. I quite frankly, they scare the hell out of me. Those things. Oh, it'll be different when we take our forest walks. Yeah, yeah. Well, we and and that's another thing. We've been in that forest a billion times. We've never seen one. So, do you think um, bear bells would work? I'm not wearing bear bells. No, no. Okay. No, I'll get rampaged by a sanglier before you'll see bells on me. That's not happening. Okay. No. Because there are dogs that run in the forest yeah, that have dogs, bells. Dogs. Yeah. Not not human people. Yeah. I'm not wearing bells. If you want to wear bells, fill your boots. I may. I may. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you go wear your bells. Hey, you know what? We uh, we noticed that the, around the Christmas season, there are, again, more differences between Canada and France. And I'm not saying one's better than the other on this on this occasion, but we noticed that, first of all, we, we couldn't find name tags, you know, for the gifts. Now, when there's two people, if you didn't wrap it, it's yours. Okay. <laughs> Right, that's fine. Yeah, it was process of elimination. Yeah. Did you wrap this? Okay, no, it's my my gift. Yeah. 
So fine, but it's always nice to have. So you know what I did? I I had a, a, a rare creative moment. I thought, oh, I have these little biscuits that I use, wooden biscuits. They're they're a joint mm-hmm. a, jo- a jointery device, and they there's just these little biscuits. So I uh, drilled a hole in a couple of biscuits and I tied a string to them, mm-hmm. and I put them on your. Yeah, and you great. proceeded to just ignore them and and rip through the opening process. And and you Did acquired you... your biscuits back, so I gave you your I biscuits back. I wanted my back. biscuits back. Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, that was that was kind of odd. Now I don't know if it's because we don't live in a big city. Maybe it's easier access when it's a more metropolitan area. I don't I don't know, but I couldn't. You know what what we don't find is really a good selection of Christmas cards because that's not a no, thing. That's not a thing either. Or, or yeah, or or name tags for for gifts. So. And here's the killer: no eggnog. No eggnog. <sighs> Pas de lait de poule. It's it's. I think it's a real. North American kind of thing, but you know eggnog. You don't you don't just have eggnog. You have it with brandy or rum or something like. I I miss that. I got to tell you, I'm not a big eggnog just by itself kind of guy. But I love mixing a little eggnog in with some, yep. you know, some warm cheer at this time of the year. So that used to be my family's morning tradition. Oh, I love that. And then uh, cinnamon and nutmeg on there. Mm-hmm. Oh. So good. So it's really good. So that was kind of weird. Yeah. And then, you know, here, the 26th of December, the day after Christmas, is not like I remember it in Canada with you Jeff, know, Jeff Lumby's birthday. Jeff Lumby's birthday. Yes. Which is also Boxing Day. I know. And Boxing Day meant people went to the stores and try, you know, it's like Black Friday where you're going to the stores. Black and, birthday is what it is. <laughs> and, and trying to get huge bargains on, you know, on mm-hmm. on merchandise. Um, it, that's, that's not the way it works here. There is no, there's no huge sale on Boxing Day. That comes during the winter sale. Which is, I think, what, doesn't it begin sort of in the next couple of weeks? It's always, it always starts, and this is, this is mandated by, by the government, right? It starts the second Wednesday in the new year. Oh. So this year it falls on the 11th, and sales start at 8 o'clock in the morning and progress for I believe it's five weeks. Okay, I'm gonna have to double check that. But. but and it's always good to get in early because some stuff gets. Uh... Yes, except that they discount further as they're. Oh, that's true. So if you if you don't if you're looking at something but you don't really need it but it would be nice to have, it Wait. will get yeah it will get discounted even more dramatically towards the end of the sale. Isn't that neat? And then they have another one in in the summer. And they do have Black Friday in November. They do have that here a little bit, especially online. Oh, yeah, a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit. Now, do you know the origins of Boxing Day? Uh, I thought it had something to do with the boxes from Christmas. Um, well, n- not quite. So it originated in the UK. That's why Canada ha- it, it has Boxing Day. Like any of the colonies oh. have Boxing Day. And the story has it that... Royalty, dignitaries, um, those who had servants would keep their servants on staff Christmas Day so that they could eat their meals, do their celebration, have their presents. But the following day, they would give their staff the day off and prepare a big box 
full of leftovers. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Gifts, so on and so forth, and then bring it to their family so that they could have their special day. I say, Giles, <laughs> I wasn't able to finish this turkey leg. So put it in the box. Happy Boxing Day. <laughs> Well, that's that is apparently the way Boxing Day developed, and um, wow, I always thought it had to do with your cleaning up all your cardboard from Christmas, and no. that's what my birthday lands. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, it was always, yeah, it was always for me. It was, it was always. No. <laughs> uh, should I call it ambulance? <laughs> no, but it was always like. <laughs> It was almost Christmas and then birthday and then 364 days of nothing. And, you know, I have the kind of friends who do things like they would send me, they, they would wrap up the left glove for Christmas and the right glove for my birthday. That's the kind of people I, that's my Oh, I think the you. best one was when the front of the book was birthday wrapping paper and the back of the book was Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> or vice versa. I just have it's such funny. knobs as friends. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, that that's interesting. I yeah, I had no idea that was the that was the the the, the origin the origin of Boxing Day. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, they've certainly taken the ball and run with Boxing Day back home. But here, it's not that big of a deal. It's mm -mm. just another day. It's another day, and it's not a holiday here. It's either. not a stat. It's not a stat. It's the one time where France uh, <laughs> does not have a stat where Canada does. Because boy, they take any opportunity here for a holiday. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure now, uh, before we wrap up here for today, that you have uh, have have learned your lesson uh, about the driving mm. after receiving. Uh, I received a notice from the French government yeah. saying that. That the point that was removed mm -hmm. has been uh, will be put back on December twenty fourth. This is her driving record, and again, you know, probably I don't remember this happening, I, but you and your recklessness, and I think it's worth mentioning that I have never been driving a car that has broken the law, and I don't know about that, or sped, or been on radar. I I'm not the mm -hmm. one who was driving. I have no idea why one point was taken off my 12 when you amassed a, a massive amount of infractions mm -hmm. and still have your 12 points. Still have my 12. Although I've got to tell you, when, when, we, did, <laughs> when we got that message, because neither one of us remember uh, you losing a point. And when, when you got that message, I'm, I'm kind of doing the math and I'm thinking, oh, you didn't have your license then, which you did. Uh, but I, for some reason, thought you didn't, and then I'm panicking. Well, if if they did that to you, maybe they did it to me. And it took me, honestly, two hours to, to figure out how to find out my point total with the French government, and thank God I finally clicked on the page, and I'm a healthy 12-pointer. So I'm yeah. very excited about that. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a conundrum. I don't understand why I... Well, you won't be driving like that anymore. <sighs> That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Good news. So we're both at 12. I, I You know what? I, I haven't checked. I've been too busy. I should go and well, check. Well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pl plan for an afternoon to do that. Good. You'd think it would just be easy, but no, nothing's easy. Well, now that you've gone through it, you'll show me. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we're going to another big function. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. This one's going to be at like a 20 person yeah. deal right. for New Year's Eve. Yeah. It's another, they call it a réveillon. Okay. 
Um, and it, it's going to be as long as I can take it. Yeah, it, as was I, the last function. Yeah, we ha- I had to back. We, we were out for uh, a, a Christmas Eve, lovely time. But, uh, you know, at the 1230 mark, I'm, uh, I'm, I am I'm can't do any more. I can't do any more listening to 40 different French conversations. I'm trying my best, but I just, it's, it's absolutely fatiguing. Here's what I say to people, because this is what I'm going through here. And, and it, I'm trying my best, but here's what I say to people. Imagine for five hours, you're at someone's house where everyone there is speaking Mandarin. That is what I'm feeling. And when there's cross conversations going at the table, so now there are two or three different conversations, mm-hmm. it's absolutely mind-numbingly fatiguing. Right. Yeah. And, so, and I could tell, like you were shutting down. You just like, oh, let's go. I, I, I had to. I just said, guys, I'm, I'm really sorry. Desolé et mai. Uh, yeah. But, you know. Je suis très fatigué. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, the, the thing is, it these are... These are wonderful, friendly occasions. No, no, I know. But they, they, the span is over quite a few hours. And no one, like, there's very little English. Uh, Julie and I will occasionally talk a bit of English, but, you know, that's because you're translating, which is also a pain in the ass for you. Anyway, we're going to try this. We're going to try New Year's Eve. And maybe it'll be a little more like moving around. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll report well, back it, on it, it next it's not, week. Look, I think it's not a sit-down dinner. You, you you have to admit that even when we're speaking English, if we're at, at a dinner table, I get squirmy. You, you ninety minutes is your max. Ninety's my max, and some of these dinners are three four hours. So it's just yeah, I get squirmy. It's just and then add the me. complexity of the language, and the language, and and that makes it that much more it's frustrating. Diff- it's difficult. Yeah. But anyway, we're gonna ring in the new year, twenty twenty three, coming up uh, on on New Year's Eve, obviously, and we we do thank the. All the people who include us in these events, I just, you know, I'm, and they understand. They oh, understand. Uh, they're, you know what? It, it it was great. Like people are getting to know you. Uh, they see they see that you've got char. Well, that you're funny. Uh- <laughs> well, not by the not by my French jokes. I'm not. <laughs> but you, you know the fact that that the, the person who was responsible for the cheese platter. Made oh, you a, a special plate of baby cheese. That's true. And served it with water. Vanny. <laughs> that was great. See, he, like they, what, the what special are little, de- What are those little vache triangles called? Oh, that, the, la vache qui rit. Yeah. It's he, very bland cheese. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what he That's what he did. It was very, very special. And he made, uh, he, he made a cake, a cheese cake for me on there yes and that was my platter and and then and then he had all the and then he said he said all oh, this this is the man cheese you 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 you, you can't have any of this you know no. it was very fun yeah we had a great time so you see like you, you you're, no, you're 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 i think integrating yourself very well in into you know a group of friends different culture uh and they're i think they're so supportive that you're trying to learn the language well and here's the thing i'm so much better one-on-one mm. like i got really nervous and anxious and and uh i i was uh self-conscious uh when i started telling that one story at the very beginning and i just lost all my words and i just that i started shutting down right right from the beginning of that night because of that whereas if vanny's here and he speaks only French. I, I can have great conversations with him if it's just one person. And like with you on our walks, I can, you know, I can hold down a, a, a kind of a, a moderate conversation. But geez, if it gets, 
if it gets into all these layers and people like and eight people staring at you while you're fumbling yeah, around. And and people get animated when they're telling stories, so they speed up. They speed. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> and th- that's when it becomes complicated because I think becomes... you're you, you're very comfortable when we're speaking at a certain pace, but mm-hmm. if all of a sudden it gets excitable and. Uh, that's that's when the words meld together. Well, the 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 thing for uh, New Year's Eve starts at seven thirty, and obviously they're going to expect us to be there for midnight. So, we'll uh, we'll report on our New Year's Eve activities on the first podcast of twenty twenty three. That is a wrap on chapter fifty and on twenty twenty two. We look forward to kicking off a new year of Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic next. Happy New Year. Meilleur vœu pour la nouvelle année.